The game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Vassay is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boys, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. Buy new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, David Vesey. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Basset with you until 1130, live from Dodger Stadium, where the Rockies defeat the Dodgers tonight by a final score of 2-1. to one. But the story tonight was not the final score. The Dodgers have things wrapped up as they get ready to be the number one seed throughout the postseason and host oh, the winner of the wild card series between the first two wild card teams, whomever that may be. The Mets, the Braves, or the San Diego Padres. Even an outside chance that it's the Phillies who punched their ticket to the postseason tonight. But the story of the night was Tony Gonsolin, who made his return to a major league mound for the first time since August 23rd. Remember when he was scratched from his start in Miami on August 29th? We were told that it's only going to be a couple of starts. That's what we were told on South Beach. Whoops, nope, it was a little bit longer than that. And Gonsolin made his return to the mound tonight after uh, not pitching since August 23rd in a major league game. And you heard what Dave Roberts had to say during the clubhouse show that he did not expect him to be razor sharp, which is fair expectations. Gonsolin threw 40 pitches in the game and then threw about 15 more in the bullpen. But I'm curious to hear what the Catman had to say and how he's evaluating himself as he prepares for the postseason in a much different role than what we all anticipated before he got hurt. You know, I noticed when I was warming up, you know, pregame bullpen during the stretch and all that stuff, I was pretty nervous out there. Uh, I hadn't felt that in a while. Um, <clears throat> yeah, tried to go out there and, and execute pitches, and, you know, I did a little bit of that, but for the most part, got, got a couple things to work on this next bullpen and, um, you know, the final kind of outing before playoffs start. Which, just with your assessment, I guess, what do you kind of point to as the focus for you kind of looking ahead? Um, kind of just throwing some more quality pitches. I feel like I threw a lot of balls that were non-competitive. Uh, so just kind of trying to make that adjustment and get some things a little bit closer to the plate. How much did you get in the bullpen after the two innings? Uh, I did my normal warm-up, like in between innings, and then threw about 10, 11 more. I'm not really sure. I'll just leave that up to, to these guys and what their plan is. What they talk to you about what the plans are for October for you? Just kind of being ready to go and, um, you know, whenever my time is to, to however many outs I get, just the, the all-outs are important. In terms of the workload, was this similar to how you would treat a, like a minor league rehab game coming back? Uh, what do you mean? In terms of throwing two innings and then going down to the bullpen and doing that sort of routine was this like a minor league rehab game in that way yeah just you know going out there and trying to get taking you know uh, all my warm-up was the same as a normal start uh, going out there and, and still trying to 
treat it as a normal start because it is a, a normal start. You know, we're trying to win games out here. And um, knowing that, you know, post in-game uh, throwing, there's going to be a little bit extra work to continue that build-up process. I know when you, when you first got hurt, you were kind of hoping it would be one or two starts. But when do you start feeling healthy again? Um, it took a little bit. Definitely uh, right around that 15-day that 15 day mark, there was a big step. Uh, so just kind of go off that and uh, continue to get better. Is there a sense of relief right now, just knowing that you are back, you're healthy, and you will be a part of this postseason? Yeah, definitely. You know, it feels good to go out there and uh, face big league hitters and, um, you know, still get still get some results that are good. And, you know, there are some bad ones in there, but kind of know how, what to do to make that adjustment and just going from there. All right, there was Tony Gonsolin speaking to the media. Thanks to Sportsnet LA for bringing us to Catman after his first start since August 23rd. A few things to unpack when it comes to Tony Gonsolin. Number one, let's see how he feels when he wakes up tomorrow. It's one thing to feel great after the game and get the treatment, but we all know, and we've been told a million times from Dodger trainers and any other uh, high-performance sports trainers that it's not just about the night that the player comes back and pitches or runs or does whatever. It's about the next day and how the pitcher feels the next day. So let's see how Tony Gonsolin feels tomorrow. Fingers crossed he bounces back. Another layer to all this, what is Tony Gonsolin's role going to be? Now, Dave Roberts told the reporters that he does envision Gonsolin being part of the NLDS postseason roster. Fine. We can see that if he stays healthy, if he bounces back tomorrow. But he also said that he sees Gonsolin as a starting pitcher. Now, is he going to really be a starting pitcher? I mean, we always hear about these openers, right? Relief pitchers that come in and pitch the first inning, and then you bring in uh, the next reliever, or you bring in the long man, sometimes a starter that they don't want to see the top of the lineup. I can envision a scenario, whether it's game three or game four, that Tony Gonsolin does start the game. But Tony Gonsolin does not pitch more than three innings, maybe four. And a scenario that has either a relief pitcher coming in after Gonsolin or Andrew Heaney. In some form or fashion, whatever game Tony Gonsolin pitches, I completely envision Andrew Heaney being part of it because he's not built up. Heaney's actually more built up than Tony Gonsolin, so I could see a combination of that, and it makes sense in a lot of different ways. Number one, Gonsolin's not built up. Number two, Heaney is built up and is a left-hander, so you would force the opposing team to make a decision. Are they going to have their right-handers in the starting lineup, or are they going to have their left-handed hitters in the starting lineup and then have to unpack their right-handers from the bench to face Heaney because he is very good against left-handed hitters. So the Dodgers are more than likely going to make their opponent make a decision in that type of scenario. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Jose Moto will join us in 10 minutes. Also, you'll hear from Clayton Kershaw. And we do have a very special giveaway tonight. We have an autographed Chris Taylor baseball to give away, courtesy of our friends at One Way 77, the best memorabilia store located in Monterey Park. And speaking of Chris Taylor... I approached him at his locker before the game to get an update on his stiff neck. 
And when I approached him, I said, hey, I want to ask you a couple of questions. And when he turned to me, he could not twist his neck and keep his body straight. He had to actually turn his shoulders to look at me. That's how stiff his neck is. He can't turn his neck to the left. I witnessed it. I experienced it. And then Dave Roberts told the reporters uh, he received a cortisone injection in his left neck or in his neck. So we'll see where it goes. It's 50-50. He'll be available for the NLDS postseason roster. And uh, we'll see whether or not he's available. He has a high pain tolerance. That's what makes this even more concerning because he's a guy that will play through a lot of pain. If he's not playing, he's in a lot of pain and cannot perform. So we'll see where it's at next Tuesday. That's all that matters. You know, I, I'm stop, I've am i stopped giving Blake Trinan catch updates. I'm not giving Dustin May or Blake Trinan catch updates. They play catch almost every day. Trinan had a bullpen session today. It, this has been going on long enough. I, I'm not, I'm not going to do it anymore. If they're on the roster, they're on the roster. If they're able to pitch in a game, they'll pitch in a game. This whole everybody looking to see or asking Dave Roberts every day whether or not Trinan's play catch, how he's feeling today, if Dustin May's feeling better. Dustin May feels fine. He was out there today playing catch with a purpose with both pitching coaches out there plus a trainer. It's not about his health anymore. It's very obvious. It's more about his pitching mechanics to try to get the feel back and also throw more strikes. That's what it's going to come down to. Between now and October 10th, the night before Game 1 of the NLDS, the Dodgers will have to determine whether or not Dustin May can throw strikes. Can he be effective in the strike zone? And if they believe he can, he'll be on the roster. If they believe that he needs more work, he won't be on the roster. It's very simple. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Speaking of the postseason, uh, Dave Roberts was very impassioned in speaking about the expectations on the Dodgers and trying to plead with fans to enjoy this regular season that have seen the Dodgers win a record-setting 110 wins, which I do believe you have. I don't believe expecting a championship and enjoying the regular season and the entertainment that we have seen this summer is mutually exclusive. You can enjoy both and expect expect 11 wins in October from a team that has the highest payroll and has really good players. Now, we all know there's an extra layer to the postseason this year. We all know there's been extra layers to the postseason for a few years, and I thought it's it's great that people are pointing out because I think we all need reminders that the team with the best record uh, actually doesn't win the World Series more times than not in the last 20-something years. So that's something to keep in mind. And let's not forget, in the NL East, the Mets and the Braves are also going to win 100 games. They're very good. And I do expect the Dodgers to play the Mets in the NLDS, and I do expect the Dodgers to play the Atlanta Braves in the NLCS. And they're going to have their hands full in both series. The one thing working for the Dodgers is that they are sitting back just waiting for whoever wins that wild card series to have to fly to Los Angeles to play the Dodgers because whether it's the Phillies or Padres, they're going to have to play in New York in or Atlanta. 
one of those teams is going to have to fly all the way back to the West Coast to play the Dodgers because that wild card series is in the top seeds home ballpark, whether they play two games or three games. It's going to be on the East Coast. So the Dodgers already are in a great advantage. And look, a lot of Dodger players have been on this team for five or six years at the very least. Kershaw and Justin Turner, obviously the elder statesman with the longest tenure. Kershaw, 15 years, Turner, nine with the Dodgers. They understand the expectations. The expectations in 2013 are not the same as what they are now in 2022 after a decade of unprecedented success by this Dodger team. And Austin Barnes was our guest on today's Instagram Live presented by First Five California. And I asked him about the expectations that fans in Los Angeles now have for the Dodgers. I mean, I think we feel the same. I think at least I feel the same way. If we don't win a World Series, I think it's it's uh, kind of a, you don't feel good going to the offseason. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think obviously the whole goal is to win a World Series. And, yeah, if we don't win it, it's, uh, it's kind of in my eyes, you know, we didn't accomplish what we, we set out to accomplish. You need to have the mentality of embracing these expectations, right? Yeah, I mean, I just think that that's what the goal is, and that's what the you know that's what the whole thing is. It's not to become second, third, or fourth. I think it's it's to win a World Series, and if you don't do that, then we didn't accomplish our goal this that season. And you know, whatever you know, individually, it could be a better year than um, for you and, and all that. But as a team and everything like that, which is you know the main goal, we did, you didn't if we didn't win a World Series, we didn't really accomplish it. That's the mentality of a champion, a World Series champion from 2020, Austin Barnes. And he has a loud voice in that clubhouse, and so does a lot of other guys. And I know Justin Turner, all the way down to Anser Alberto, all of them have that mentality. And that's a great thing for a team that is embarking on a big-time challenge to um, to double down on one of the greatest regular seasons in Dodger history, if not the greatest regular season in Dodger history. And just to put it in context, Bud Black, the Rockies manager, was our guest on the pregame show today, and he's very good friends with Dave Roberts. And I asked him whether or not the expectations are fair for this Dodger ball club. Uh, as you know, uh, you know, when, uh, when teams win, uh, you know, you know, all the all the credit should go to the players, right? Because they're the ones who play. The the coaches and managers, you know, what we do is try to put the players in the best uh, best place to succeed, and you know, the things we do strategically are, are measured and thought out well before games. And as the game unfolds, we try to make the best we, decisions we can for the club. And unfortunately, a lot for. Uh, for professional sports in general, if things go wrong, it falls on leadership, and that's true with every professional sport, or even the you know the higher echelon college sports. So that's just the uh, that's just the reality of of this profession. But I know that uh, that coaching staff over there, led by Dave, and I know a few of those guys personally, uh, and I've worked with them. Uh, that's a good coaching staff, and this is a great team. And uh, as you know, Dave, you get into this. Uh, you know this playoff run here next week. The you know the 12 teams that are going to be in this uh, in this playoff situation. They're all capable, and anything can happen on a on a given night or a given series. But the Dodgers are well positioned to make another great run. Bud Black is our guest. You mentioned the playoff format. Haven't talked to you about this. How do you feel about the playoffs being expanded with more teams? How does that take away from 
the the 162 game marathon. Well, you know, I like it. Uh, I like it uh, for the fact that you know more teams can get in. Uh, I think that's exciting for uh, you know a few more cities and a few more fan bases to get uh, involved in uh, in a playoff situation, which I think is great for the game. Uh, but I do also think baseball has done a good job of in a way handicapping the uh, the importance of, of winning the division, uh, the importance of a winning record, uh, the importance of, uh, of playing great baseball through 162 to give you the advantage of, of home field, of, uh, of three games in your home ballpark uh, as a wild card if, you, if you're the top wild card. So I think it's handicapped properly. Uh, it gives those teams that have performed well the best chance to win. All right, there was Rockies manager Bud Black, one of the best people you will ever meet and certainly a high baseball IQ. It's not his fault the Rockies are where they're at in the uh, standings. He doesn't have a lot to work with, but one thing you can tell from day one, remember the Dodgers and Rockies played each other in the first series of the season uh, at Coors Field. And one thing's for sure, uh, Bud Black's ball club plays hard, and they're not giving in, and that's a reflection on him. And I respect his baseball opinion. And look, I think he said it perfectly. Uh, when things don't go the right way, leadership is blamed. Um, but the Dodgers are in a great position to make a big run, just as I explained and laid out, that they are waiting for one of these teams to fly all the way from the East Coast back to Dodger Stadium after probably burning their two best pitchers. So, for example, if the Mets are the Dodgers' opponents in the NLDS, they are not going to see Scherzer and DeGrom twice because they already had pitched in a small amount of days before the turnaround. And we all know Max Scherzer doesn't like to push himself these days. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Freddie Freeman tonight was 0 for 4, coming off an 0 for 5 day yesterday. So he's 0 for his last 9, which has dropped him into second place in the batting crown title uh, behind Jeff McNeil of the Mets, who is now hitting 326 percentage points better than Freddie Freeman's 325. So hopefully in the next two days, Freddie can get some hits and win that batting crown because he has had a tremendous season and he has 196 hits on the year. He really wants 200. So let's see if Freddie can do it. If there's one guy that can, it is the great Freddie Freeman. We're going to take a time out here on Dodger Talk. When we come back, we'll check in with Jose Moda and we'll give away that autographed baseball by Chris Taylor. Thanks to our friends at uh, one way 77 in Monterey Park. Dodgers fall to the Rockies tonight 2 to 1 on AM570 LA Sports. On air at AM570, online at am570lasports.com and available by podcast on the iHeartRadio app. This is Dodger Talk with David Bassett. Bottom of the 10th, Arizona 5-4. There's a shot to deep left field. Well hit, and it is gone. Smack dab in the middle of Manny Wood. Trace Thompson with a line drive home run, evening the score at one. Woo! I'll tell you what, when Thompson gets a hold of it, he can clock it as hard as anybody on this team. Trace Thompson 
continues to swing a hot bat for the Dodgers in the month of October, which is a good sign. He had a rough September and has started to pick it up again as the calendar has turned to fall. And that home run hit by Trace Thompson went 381 feet to tie the score up at one. Unfortunately, the Rockies got a base hit in the ninth inning to uh, beat Bruce Star Gratterall and the Dodgers 2-1 to tonight. Daniels Jewelers home run forecast congratulates David Barber of San Diego. David receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card for playing. For your chance to win a $50 gift card, go to am570lasports.com slash home run. All right, caller number three in honor of Chris Taylor's jersey number will win that autographed baseball from CT3, courtesy of our friends at One Way 77, the best memorabilia store in Monterey Park. Let's check in now with Jose Moda. Jose, forget about the final score. It was all about Tony Gonsolin. What did you see? I like what I saw from Tony Gonsolin, Dave. Um, you know, in that first inning, I saw the 93, a, a very firm 93 miles an hour. Uh, you asked me last night, what was I going to be looking for? Well, pretty much, uh, was he repeating the mechanics or was the arm in the right slot uh, for the slider and the splitter? And the answer is yes. Now, in the second inning, obviously, um, guys got a little more aggressive on his pitches. Uh, but I do like the fact that he came out of there healthy and was able to, healthy enough to go out there and throw some, make some throws out of that bullpen. And, Dave, there's, there's no doubt he is a huge part here, okay? I mean, Tony Gonsolin, you know, forget the 16-1 and one of the 2-1 ERA. This guy in his major league career, the opponents have a 182 average coming into today, slugging 314. That's 100 points below major league average. And 256 on base. So no matter what, if it can give you three or four, let's say four in the, in the postseason, consider that a plus from a guy that uh, has proven now with more command and attacking the zone and not being as fine that he is a very good pitcher for you who's thrown over 13 innings in postseason. Now, okay, to, uh, I'll say – it's one thing to go from two innings to three innings, and we all know that the postseason is more emotionally and intense taxing on a pitcher. How realistic yep. is it to believe that Tony Gonsolin, in his first start in the postseason, is going to be able to go four innings? Now, maybe in the NLCS he may be able to do that, but what's realistic for the NLDS? Three good innings, for sure. That's what you're asking for. Obviously, there's more pitches thrown under duress. Uh, there's going to be obviously deeper lineups. Uh, men in scoring position is going to require him to spread the zone a little bit more and, and perhaps uh, make more pitches. So three, three plus uh, for him as a starter, as an opener, I would say uh, I'll be happy with that. Jose Moda is joining us after the Dodgers fall to the Rockies tonight, two to one. And Freddie Freeman, I can't remember the last time Freddie Freeman went hitless back to back games. He was 0 for 4 tonight after going 0 for 5 yesterday. He is now percentage points behind Jeff McNeil for the batting title, Jose. Are we seeing a Freddie, tired Freddie Freeman? I don't think it's tired. I mean, Freddie Freeman's played long seasons before. What I'm seeing is maybe a more eager or anxious Freddie Freeman. And uh, my biggest answer is I went back and looked just the last week or so how many times he's rolled over to the right side. And more than he ever has done in any particular two-week period this season. And the Freddie Freeman that hit so many balls the other way and perhaps at one point the most hits in baseball going to the opposite field, it's not there right now. Now, he's not being pitched any differently. He's still taking his walks. But when you see him rolling and hitting weaker ground balls to the right side, that means it's a little jumpy. 
maybe think about those bases and who wouldn't be. I mean, he's a human, uh, but that, that is one reason why. You know, we're not seeing the line drive up the middle, foul balls the other way, steady fire balls, line drives the other way, and then those bases the other way are not happening right now. But uh, hopefully with a couple of days left, he'll find it, be a little bit later, talk to his dad, who can always fix some things, and, and get going and get ready for uh, the next series. I liked his at-bat in the ninth inning, 3-0, swinging on a fastball to possibly give the Dodgers the win in the bottom of the ninth. Yes, and that tells you that he is a confident hitter. A lot of guys going through something like where he's going through in a dry period will just say, automatically say, I'm not swinging because I don't trust my swing. But that was a nice swing. They're playing, you know, doubles, no, you know, doubles, no, no doubles, I should say. And the guy made a very nice play. But uh, Freddie Freeman's confidence is not lacking. Just perhaps just a little tick off in his swing and rolling over and getting the barrel over a little bit too soon right now. All right, tomorrow night, Julio Urias on the man, Jose, his final regular season start. I'm starting to hear more buzz that Julio should win the National League Cy Young Award. Do you feel like that's enough buzz to get him the award? I sure hope so. Julio has done it. I mean, this year, I mean, last year is not going to count, but you win 20 games for crying out loud and more wins than anybody the last couple of seasons. For this year, look at the ERA. Look at the teams he's faced. Look at the innings he's giving you. And also look at the target on his back. I mean, this guy's got a bullseye on because he's really good. I mean, he just didn't come out of nowhere um, to go out there and get this done. And consider, you know, what a bullpen server he has been. And uh, the fact that he's pitching for a team that's got 110 wins and he's pretty much been the guy you go to. So hopefully for Julio, seal it off nicely, get ready for start number one because stuff-wise, his stuff has gotten better as a year has progressed. And I can only tip my hat because the work he's put in, following the footsteps of the guy that's right there next to him, number 22, it's just outstanding. The conditioning, the seriousness, and the evaluations that he does after starts is remarkable. Before I let you go, Jose Moda, Trace Thompson yeah. is starting to swing the bat better, have great at-bats. He had a string of eight consecutive plate appearances, reaching base that came to an end in the eighth inning. He homered in the third. With the injury to Chris Taylor, Trace Thompson is becoming even more important. Oh, yes, he is. And he was important even before that because he gives you a good at-bat. And now for Trace Thompson coming into this series today, he's 4 for 9 taking his walks, and that's a key thing for me there. The walks, he's able to see the ball a little bit better. When he hits the inside part of the baseball, it's a lot easier for him to track ball off of righties because he stays on that slide a little bit longer. And off of lefties, when he stays inside that baseball a little bit more. So for Trace, you know, going back to what you and I talked about three or four months ago about him and what got him back, you know, to this organization, what he did in AAA with the Tigers, it was exactly that, you know, just not allowing the ball to get too deep in him in a hurry, just starting on time having those things where it need to be, and that is exactly what he has been doing here the last few games. All right, Jose, we'll talk to you tomorrow night. Only two more games to go in the regular season. Okay, mi amigo. There he goes, Jose Mota, Dodger broadcaster, 866-987-2570. We're going to take one more phone call before we say goodnight. Rudy was at Dodger Stadium tonight. Rudy, thanks a lot for being patient. Appreciate it. Hey, man, no problem. No problem at all. It was, uh, it was really great to be at the stadium, Dave, considering, you know, the Dodgers have clinched and uh, the crowd was with them the whole game, even though it was a tight game and the bats weren't there. Um, great atmosphere, though. I, I love being at Dodger Stadium. I, I don't think the fans take this for granted. I think it's a media thing. Um, you know, we, we would be disappointed, but, you know, we're, we're just there for the team. Yes, you are. You've been here all season long, and I know 
I know you guys don't take this for granted. I, Whoever says that doesn't really have their pulse on this fan base or this city. But, you know, similar to the Lakers winning the championship in 2000, the city needed to come together. And if the Dodgers can pull this off and we have a parade in downtown Los Angeles, I really believe it would bring the city together. Uh, so this uh, this uh, postseason run means a lot for this city in a lot of different ways. Well, hope to see you at the parade, Dave. Uh, I'm sure you'll be up there on the bus with the team. Uh, I can't wait, you know. They might just, tie I'm me to the excited. fender. <laughs> You have to carry the you have to carry the trophy and not drop it. <laughs> All right, Rudy. Thank you. Appreciate it and appreciate your support. There he goes, Rudy. Good way to rock, walk it off. And we want to say congratulations to Joe in Reseda, who wins the autographed baseball from Chris Taylor from One Way Seventy Seven, the best memorabilia store in Monterey Park. Tomorrow night, Julio Urias on the mound for the Dodgers, looking for his 18th win of the season and to lower his National League best ERA from 212 to who knows where. Ryan Feltner will be the right-hander on the mound for the Rockies. He's 3-9 with an ERA of 601. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at 6 o'clock with first pitch of game 161 at 710 tomorrow night. Thanks to Colin Yee back at our Burbank studios. Thanks to Dwayne McDonald and Jake Warner out here at Dodger Stadium. Dwayne, we're all rooting for you and your wife as uh, Dwayne is expecting his first child. May your first one be a masculine one, Dwayne. Anyway, in case you missed any of the show, you can find it on the iHeartRadio app. Once again, the final score tonight from Dodger Stadium. The Dodgers fall to the Rockies 2-1. Coming up next, Ben Maller on Fox Sports Radio. Have a great night. See ya.